1: If you want to get Councilman Joel and Clark to really nerd out, ask him about trash. Because currently Denver hauls a lot of trash to landfills, like way more than other cities. Ever since he was elected to council, Clark has pushed this out there idea to fix that, but he says he's not running for re-election. So with only one year left, can Councilman Clark convince Denverites to pay for their trash?
2: And so... You know, I think there's this is just the tip of the iceberg on how much better we can do when it comes uh, to waste and diversion in our city.
1: I was skeptical, but after talking with him, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Today is Monday, May 9th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Joel and Clark. Welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. So we're talking trash.
2: Time to talk trash.
1: <laughs> Time to talk some trash about <laughs> how bad Denver is at composting and recycling.
2: Oh, we're really bad. Really, really bad.
1: Why are we so bad?
2: I don't know. This has when I disconnect that has shocked people uh, since before I was on city council when I was working with the Greenway Foundation. Um, people expect us to be really good, right? People think that this is Denver is about the environment and it's green and we are just terrible. I mean, we're getting, we're getting shown up by everybody. Loveland, Colorado is like triple the diversion rate of what we are.
1: <laughs> so we, we don't really know why we're just, we have some bad habits. I would say
2: we have some bad habits. And you know, I think we do know why we, we have a, a system that was set up where all the incentive is for you to do the wrong thing, and none of the incentive is for you to do the right thing. And so I think we do know exactly why we're bad at it.
1: And what do you mean by that? Like, what's the what's the incentive issue that we're having as consumers? To back up just
2: a bit, if you take 100% of what we're taking, and right now we're just talking about the residential trash collection, so the trash collection that is what's picked up by the city as a hauler. Uh, Only 25% of that has to end up in the landfill because we don't currently have the technology or the right sorting facility to recycle or compost that. So so that's the bar of where we could be given the technology that we have today at our our recycle center and our compost facilities. 25% landfill, 25% recycling, 50% compost. But it's flipped, right? We only divert 26% of our total waste stream From the landfill, 74% of it just gets buried, creating methane for thousands of years. So if you look at our our systems, we come by every week and we pick up your trash. You have to call and sign up for compost. That's 50% of our waste stream. You have to call, sign up for it, pay a fee for it, right? And our recycling is only every other week. So the signal that we're sending is, hey, recycling is only half as important as trash, even though... 25 percent, 25 percent. They are equal. So people are doing exactly what our system is set up to do. Fair. So we send out these flashy mailers and say, hey, you should recycle and you should compost. And we want to, you know, save the environment. It's irresponsible to take these materials that could be reused and recycled again and again and throw them in the landfill. Do this. But then what we're actually telling people when it comes to their behavior is trash is going to come every week. We have three different size bins, but you can pick whatever bin you want and it it doesn't cost you anything. Compost costs a fee and recycling only gets picked up every other week.
1: So we're kind of set up for failure in a certain sense.
2: Yeah, which is unfortunate, right? Because we should be setting the bar for the private haulers, for the... Commercial and demolition waste for you know our commercial uh, restaurant and and office waste and for our multifamily waste and instead we are we are trailing behind all of those.
1: So I, I have to say anecdotally, I'm one of those nerds that does the city compost. So am I, which I I love, I love it because it's taken care of. Right, I've done the home compost before. It's kind of a huge process. There's certain things you can and can't put in there. But with the city one, it's a little bit more, it's a wider variety of things that you can put into your compost. And then the other thing is, I love the recycle, but I hear you in that it's picked up every other week. And honestly, sometimes, Councilman Clark, my recycle ends up in the trash because my recycle is so full that I can't fit it all into the recycle bin. And so I see what you're saying now is like, we could do better, but it's kind of hard to do better. But that kind of gets to my my next question, which is the crux of this thing, which is you want folks to start paying for trash, right?
2: Yeah, so that's the idea, right, is we're going to get rid of the fee for compost, the thing that's 50% of our waste stream, the thing that is, you know, the gold standard. We shouldn't be throwing Organics away in the landfill where they create methane when we can be turning them back into compost and getting them back out, uh, you know, into our gardens and, and onto our farms. So that part, that fee goes away, right? So that now that's free and every single citizen in the city gets that. And you're right. That compost is super easy to use and you can throw all kinds of stuff in there that you can't backyard compost. So we capture even more stuff and, and it's, it's a no brainer, right? Once you figure out, okay, which things if it used to be living it goes in here um it, then it, it's super easy and then you are not the only person who has that problem where your recycling bin gets full and then it's going to be another week before they come and you end up putting material that could be recycled aluminum in infinitely right these these great materials in the trash because there's nowhere else to put them so we're going to bump the recycling up to weekly and then We have three different size trash cans. And so people will be asked to pay based on how much they want to send to the landfill. The thing that we don't want people doing is where we're attaching the fee. And so there is a a built-in disincentive from just throwing things away. It's free to compost it. It's free to recycle it. We'll pick both of those up every week. And then... You can save money if you do a good job with that. If every household does what we know is possible and gets 75% diverted from that landfill, you don't need a big trash bin and you'll save money by not having
0: it. At Evernorth Health Services,
1: So I have to ask. I know you mentioned that other cities uh, that b- people pay for, like even I think Lakewood is one where you pay for your trash pickup through a private service. It's not provided. So wh- did you have you looked at other cities that have implemented the kind of program that you're looking at?
2: Yeah. So we're one of the last cities to convert our system from this to uh, a, a volume based or a pay based on what you send to the landfill system. That has that looks a lot of different ways. Again, we're a little unique in that we haul our own, so not every city does that, but Almost every city has some sort of has moved to some sort of volume based pricing, um, system where you pay based on how much you send to the landfill and you get all three carts based on in that area, um, you know, what the recycling infrastructure is, what the compost infrastructure is in terms of what can they actually where, what do they have facilities for to divert? And, you know, even here in Denver, where we talk about that last 25%, I got to tour a diaper recycling plant. Like there are places where they, they, they can get 96%, 98% of their waste out of the landfill because there is technology out there. It's not necessarily here in Denver, but that's another thing that we can look at down the road as we get our diversion up is, is that 25% is not just things that have to go away forever. It's things that we don't have the technology and infrastructure here. To do better on and so you know i think there's this is just the tip of the iceberg on how much better we can do when it comes uh to waste and diversion in our city
1: so uh, we have a lot of listeners who are renters um we have folks that live in apartment buildings and other places where uh, for instance recycle is definitely a tough thing to come by and compost is almost impossible would this new program address that ability for folks who live in multifamily spaces to also participate in these programs? So
2: so renters, if they rent in single family homes or anything up to seven units, that's who the city hauls for. So it's anyone who the city is your hauler. Uh, So anyone renting or owning in a complex that is over eight units, they're not on the city. And this proposal right here would not. But they're different pieces, right? Because we haul this. So we are making rules and program changes for us as a hauler. Once we do that, now we have this hauler license program, we can do what other cities have done and say, hey, if you're going to haul anything in the city, you also need to have a, a three-bin system. You also need to move to this. But it's really hard to do that when we're saying, hey, we're we're one of the biggest haulers in Denver, and we don't do that. There's a very interesting ballot initiative that was brought by Citizens, a, a citizen initiative that will be on the, this November's ballot that actually... um uh, kind of says, hey, yeah, we need to be doing three bins at restaurants at office buildings on multifamily. You got to come up with a plan and these are the rules um, that's kind of citizen initiated. It also has some things in there about waste at special events. I know a lot of people get frustrated they go to the farmer's market or they go, you know, down to Civic Center Eats uh, and not to pick on them but
1: just, Events at Civic Center Park. Sure.
2: But right. Events in general. I I can't remember which ones have it or or what. And they get there and there's nowhere, you know, to recycle or to compost. And so that it also has some stuff in there about events. So that will be in front of Denver voters this November that would tackle that part of it as well. Even more reason we need to make sure that we're doing everything that we can do as a hauler so that we can move forward uh, with those other places where we don't
0: haul.
1: And I think that's a great way to explain it because it trash is a multi pronged problem. It's not just If we implement recycling and compost, everybody will do it. It's different for everywhere. Like my mom lives in a condo in Wash Park, and she's an owner, and she also doesn't have access to those things. But again, also, I'm a person that put on events for a long time. The options, it's expensive, it's difficult to implement, it's hard to get folks on board. So we have to address it from all sides. So I like that you're saying if we start here with the city, we can create this model, and then we can apply it to other aspects of our lives throughout the city.
2: Right. And it also drives that infrastructure investment, right? We own the landfill, but as we adapt and aren't throwing as much away, that might also open up the opportunity for us to Create you know end markets and the circular economy where you were using that land instead of just bearing trash. And we've got people out there who are taking the glass and turning them into beer bottles for all the places that are bottling here, and they're taking the wood and turning them into pallets that are used here. Or, or there was a company that uh, proposed taking the drink pouches and turning it into fire-resistant drywall. So there are lots of really cool things that also you know when you really look holistically at the problem, it's not just about recycling those things, but then we don't want to be putting those things you know, on vehicles to ship them around the world to get them reused. We want to create those end markets right here in Denver so that we're taking that stuff and we're reusing it as locally as possible, taking the carbon footprint out of that. And so that's part of it is we we need to get to this critical mass where we're capturing enough of these materials that we can then place some of these really cool, innovative end markets right here. And turn those materials right around where, you know, from the time you throw it in the recycle bin, it gets sorted at the MRF, it goes and it's turned into something that you're then using again at the grocery store or, or at the store is a is a short period of time. And it, it hasn't traveled around the world to do that. It's just traveled around the Denver metro area. That, I think that's really um, where, where we're headed. And, and there are all these little steps along the way that get us to to that
1: joel clark thank you so much
2: thank you i'm excited that you're excited about uh it's always fun to run into another nerd with a green card so
1: i'm a real trash freak
2: (laughs) Uh, i love it i love it
1: Clark's proposal to make us pay for trash service, or should I say Councilman Clark's plan to make composting free and recycling pickups more frequent, is set to go before the rest of City Council next month. If they sign off and Mayor Hancock approves, he said it could be implemented as soon as this fall. But in the meantime, we want to hear from you. How do you feel about paying for trash service? Leave us a voicemail or text us with your name and neighborhood, and we might share your thoughts on the show. That number is 720-
0: 5005418 Hey Denver, it's Paul. I'm a producer on the show and I'm popping in here just for a second because I left a thread hanging during our rigorous and definitive conversation about the best donut in Denver on Friday. In that episode, I shared my suspicion that the local donut chain City Donuts, despite the hometown branding, is actually just a Winchels in all but name. Well, Over the weekend, one listener and longtime Aurora resident wrote in to confirm that City Donuts at 746 Peoria Street did, in fact, used to be a Winchell's. I also got in touch with City Donuts, and they confirmed that the owner used to work for Winchell's at that same location. I still have not been able to actually talk to the owner, though, to ask what, if anything, they changed about the donuts when they rebranded. I'll get back to you when I have more about this highly pressing and important donut news.
1: That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter, which you can do at denver.citycast.fm forward slash newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Do that all over again. (laughs) My breathing was weird.